Bam, we're live. What's up, David? Bam, Heidi. Uh, Did I send uh, Brian Friend a link? I believe I did. Guys, uh, we are going to talk about Brian Friend's picks uh, today um, that was released in the morning chalk up choosing who he thinks going into the 2022 season are the big dogs. I think he called it his, his, his power list. Uh, I want to tell you that these two lists are separated by sex, male and female. Sex is determined when you look down at your crotch. Wow, look at that mustache. When you look down at your crotch and, uh, and if you have a penis, you're a boy. And if you have a vagina, you're a girl. And, that, and that's it. That's how these lists are going to be categorized. Now, I have not seen the penises of any of these athletes or the vaginas, but I'm going based on presuppositions. I know I'm not a big fan of presuppositions, but in this event, I'd like to come clean and tell you that is what I'm doing. Are we having Ed Kelder on again? It does look like it. What's up, buddy? Are you in a fucking witness? Uh, Brian, are you in a witness uh, protection program? Hold on. Okay. That's really better. What? What 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 did you put a little wax? Why did you say hold on? You had to put a little wax in your mustache. Wax. <laughs> no, I just wanted to change the audio settings. Um, it sounds like uh, Jason Kalipa will be coming on in thirty. Caleb will be running the back end today. Caleb, bye bye. Okay. Hi. Hey. It's been a while. I'm excited for your list. Oh okay. I uh, I read the morning chalk up article. Good article. Fun fun stuff. Uh. <laughs> The, the two standouts to me, uh, just uh, well, we'll get to them. <laughs> um, uh, C- Caleb, do, um, do we can, can we put that the article up so people who want to read the article and uh, at some point I think we're gonna um, we're gonna check out some of the comments um, that people made uh, critical and supportive, constructively critical uh, regarding Brian's list. It, um, it it's an emotional thing, huh, Brian? What's that? Uh, for people to see that list, people in the community, coaches, family, friends. Sure, yeah, probably, yeah. They're like, what? How can Justin be at the top? Have you not seen Dallin Pepper's press? <laughs> yeah. That, wow. that's, my, that's my guy. That's the guy that's going to ruin. I think he's going to ruin someone's games this year. Yeah, uh, Dallin's amazing. I think that he you know, easily could have been at the games last year. And um, likely would have made the top 20 if he'd advanced to the semifinal stage. And I think that that's certainly in the realm of possibility this year for him. Um, there are these athletes out there, and this is going to sound really weird, and I know it's, it's a shortcut. But if they get good, if they fix something, if they – and they're the ones that have the most potential for growth, and that's why I say down Pepper. If something – if he were to make a 10% jump – I know he looks like a man, but he's a fucking boy – in a man's body. If that dude makes a 10% jump, it's fucking game on. He, he, he catapults to the fucking top. Same with, uh, uh Lazar Duke, uh, Jukic. If he, he fixes one wow. or two things and Lazar will, uh, uh, I mean, I know you already have him in, in a good spot on the list, but there's these people there that you're just like, sure. Oh shit, you're so young and you're already so good. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the hardest things that I ran into come creating this was, uh, we're right at kind of the, the crossroads intersection. I think this will probably, continue to be the case going forward for the most part where you know the young there's a young contingency of really talented athletes on both the men's and women's side that are making a push towards the top and yet that you know some of the 
the old guard, so to speak, are still very, very good and hard to beat. And so it's, you know, it's, it's hard to say how much longer guys like Valner and Fikowski and BKG can stay in the top five of the sport, or if guys like Kimaeros and Lazar Jukic and Dallin Pepper and a bunch of others can make a push in and force them out for good. Yeah, and you have to wonder, um, with the programming being done by Adrian Bosman this year instead of Dave Castro, how that will affect the uh, the results. Well, I you're think not, you're not going to bite. You're not going to bite. No, there certainly is a big question mark surrounding the you know the programming this year with Dave not doing it for the first time ever. Um, I you know want to believe that uh, it'll still be a, a really good test. Um, I think that every, you know, Chase and Bill have gone through every, every event that uh, Dave's programmed as part of the CrossFit game season, whether it be the open each year, the regionals or the games. And there's a lot of good, but there's certainly critiques every year as well. And, um, you know, I, I don't think Dave would shy away from that. I think he would just say, yeah, you know, we're always trying to get better. And hopefully whoever's doing it this year has the same mentality. Uh, you said Chase and Bill, um, uh, Chase Ingram and Bill Grundler, they have a podcast called uh, Get With The Programming. Get With The Programming. And they have gone through every, every yeah, workout. Awesome. Wow. Well, they do it. So they'll, like, they'll say um, they'll do the open for 2011 and they'll talk through each of the workouts. They share some stories of their experiences with them. They talk about what the workout entailed from a time domain movement perspective. Is it a couple of triplet chipper, et cetera? And then at the end of the open for that year, they'll say, okay, how did, how was the programming? Was this a good test? And they're very um, specific. So they acknowledge that the open is testing something different than the games is testing or than regionals is testing, but they've done it for every open, every regionals and every games and several off season competitions. Um, Caleb, Sorry, you might be faster than me. Can you pull that up, their, um, their podcast, Get With The Program? Hey, j- just real quick, I don't want to get stuck on it, but um, is this something they started back in forever ago and they just do it once a year? Or you're saying that recently they went through all of them? In the past couple of years, yeah. They, I think they started with the games and then they might have done the oh, – I can't remember if they did the open or regionals first, but they've, they've done them all. Yeah, bitching. All right. Cool. And, I, and, you know, if you're someone who likes uh, programming, likes to be analytical of programming, does programming for competitions in any capacity, it's a great resource because they point you, first of all, to the I think it's in the level two uh, CrossFit manuscript where it talks about, you know, how do you program, you know, a balanced test and what are the some of the things you should consider? You know, um, so if that's something that's interesting, you, you, and you weren't aware of it. Great resource to check out for that. And um, that's uh, th- those are two former uh, games athletes. It's not like yep. uh, Brian and I. Brian is a, a student of the game, and I'm just leveraging you fuckers for follows. Okay, so um, shall we do the men or the women first? Up to you. I say we do. Did you see the guy I had on this morning? No. He eats raw. He's been eating raw meat for a hundred days. And. I, I, don't know, I ate a half pound of uh, hamburger beef this morning on the show. It was it was easy. It was like nothing. My freakout level was probably an eight, and, and and it was like as it went in, I had no gag reflex or anything. It was nuts. Okay, uh, You're saving saving the other half for tonight. No, I, I, I probably I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. So um, I came home after taking the kids out to the beach, and my wife had it in a bowl mixed with avocado, salt, and. I think some lemon juice or something, and she was eating it. I'm like, damn. I don't see why you get in trouble for that. 
I don't know. She might not want people to know that she's fucking a bandwagon jumper like me. I'm going to have that guy back on in 100 days. He had, he had I would not consider yourself or your wife a bandwagon jumper. I think that she's probably someone who, you know, very educated and values experience. So she wanted to, maybe wanted to try it. Wow. That's dignified of you. All right. Um, I haven't ever met your wife, but I, I, know, I know that she's the best of the family over there. Thank you for that. I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs> my mom's pretty cool too, but yeah, my wife's top. I just meant between you and her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do let's do this. Let's do the men. Is that okay. who you said? The men? No, but I was kind of hoping you'd say the men. So that's okay. Great. Let's do the men. Yeah, I kind of I, I like I like to save the best for last. Of these, do you want to start or do you want me just to dig in? I, th- I think, you know, you just lead and I'll, you know, I'm prepared to answer any question. Okay. Of these, I think the most difficult to, um, to, to put in there. Wow, man. Oh, God. Tough. Which one is the most difficult to put in there? I mean, how do you put Yannikoski in there? I mean, well, I know why, he's why do great. Don't get me wrong. He's great, but he's so unpredictable, isn't he? Isn't there no consistency? Sure. Uh, I, well, uh, the main, I mean, I would say the main question marks. I mean, he's Yannick. Europe's Cole Sager, isn't he? No, I, Damn, I don't that know. That was good. That was good. Not a, not a bad comparison. Yonikowski is, um, you know, he's kind of a unique guy because he's, he's still pretty young. He's not very much older, maybe a year older than Lazar Jukic, but he has seven years of games experiencing dating back to 2014. He's just been doing this a really long time. Uh, obviously the biggest problem for Yonikoski this year is if he can recover from his shoulder uh, surgery that he had, I think in September, um, that precluded him from participating in any of the off-season competitions. So there's a great deal that we don't know about him. And and I even acknowledge in the article, you know, if you think that it was, um, you know, unjust to put him up there that high because of the fact that he's recovering from shoulder surgery, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just like (laughs) so many times, not just in CrossFit, in the past, you know, five to 10 years, really a host of athletes across many sports have recovered from injuries in a shorter time domain than we ever thought was possible. And Yonikoski's had plenty of injuries himself over the course of his career. And he always seems to bounce back pretty well. I think it was to his advantage that he didn't do any off season competitions this year. And hopefully he's, you know, able to have a, a good recovery without any setbacks. Um, but obviously that might not happen, you know, and, and, Part of the thing I want to say off the bat is like this is a preseason power rankings. This is not a predictions for the games for 2022. So this is going into the open. These are the 10 guys that I think and the 10 women that I think are, you know, the people that you're going to need to beat in order if you want to win the CrossFit games. But after the quarterfinals, we'll reevaluate and I'll probably have a different list. And that happens in every sport, right? You know, every year, every week of the NFL, there's a new power ranking or for MLB, NBA. NHL and it's just reevaluating with more information. So with the information I have right now, I think Yonikoski can recover from this. And if he does, he seems to be a, a lock for the top 10 at the games. Um, it, would it be fair to say that you think that if the games happened tomorrow, this would be the, the, the top <clears throat> 10 guys? No, no, it's, that's not, you can't even say that. No, because Yonikoski wouldn't be ready. Ah, okay. Recovering from his injury. Brooke Wells wouldn't be ready. There'd be no chance. And it might come that by April, you know, following the quarterfinals or, 
June following the semifinals that we see that they didn't recover in time and they didn't make it and we miss out on seeing them at the games this year. Like that's obviously a possibility, but um, I have reason to believe that they'll both will recover and will be able to compete. And probably their season will look something like Annie Thor's daughters from last year, where it starts with uh so, so open, just kind of getting your feet wet. Same thing with quarterfinals. Hopefully they're good enough by the semifinals, but they're ultimately, you know, not really back to full competition form until the games. Uh, the, the three guys that are obviously just the glaring guys missing from the list are Noah, Travis, and Chandler. Is that fair? Uh, I would say that the one guy who's obviously notable missing from the list is Noah. Noah. And the, I mean, that's, you know, and I, I was actually kind of surprised I didn't get as much um, kind of, there, there were other things that drew people's attention more than Noah's omission from this list. But um, that was like, the, that was probably the hardest male for me to leave off. And there was probably two women that was really difficult for me to leave off. Uh, and I'm not. You know, the thing is, Noah didn't do any individual offseason competitions this year. He had a 10th place kind of really lackluster, nothing that impressive or standoutish performance at the games. Um, I think it was his worst games performance in quite some time. Yeah, since 2016. Obviously, what, did he, what did he place at the games in 2019? He was 10th. He was 10th. And so if you were just going to take, you know, the last year's top 10 and put them in there, he'd be there. However, we have, you know, obviously two guys on this list that did not compete at the games last year. Um, so two people had to be bumped out. Um, is that the top 10 from the games last year, but two people have been pushed out by Roman and Ricky? Is that what you're saying? There are eight of the top 10 in this on this list. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Not, not necessarily in the exact order that they finished, but they're on this list. Wow, so it is pretty hard to argue with this list. That's a pre- I, that's a pretty safe thing. Uh, that that's pretty that makes it pretty safe. I, I want to say go back to Yana Costi one real quick. Um, is there anyone? I'm not sure even sure how to frame this. Is there anyone who you would say is more likely to win an event at the CrossFit Games if you had to bet? that one guy was going to win one event and to choose the event. Isn't Yannikoski that guy? Like of all these guys, <laughs> he's guaranteed to win or, or does Guy fall in that category too? Um, I think that if you asked the athletes, they would acknowledge that on the swimming event, it's, it's Yannikoski's to lose for sure. I mean, I he's mean, the even, king of swimming events, right? Yeah. And even Lazar Jukic is a phenomenal swimmer. He wasn't close to, to Yona on that event, but there was a huge, you know, paddleboard component. Um, yeah, I think that Yona's. If you're gonna bet on one person in one one event, Yona on the swim event is a good bet. But I think if you ask the athletes, and I think Tommy and Patrick and I talked about this on the morning chalk up. You know, there are just Patrick, certain events. Patrick Clark, yeah, okay, and Tommy Marquez. I think that there are just uh, certain events that once they roll out, everyone's like, "Yeah, we're not touching Roman on that." And specifically, that's something that would be you know, especially like a, a monostructural rowing event or something. Well, now he has a problem. He does. Yeah, uh, he got Ricky. He got the Ricky problem. Uh, right. on well, yeah. So we saw, you know, when it comes to running or you know, kind of event, Ricky is is phenomenal. Um, but when it comes to pure machine work, you know, I know Jason Hopper has a nickname, the machine. So it'll be hopefully fun to see him go against Roman on some of these workouts. I still think Roman's the guy to beat on machine workouts. Um, are any of these athletes on your um top ten? waning in their skill set or any of them past their prime 
Hmm. That's a really difficult question. Um, I would say the only candidates for potentially being past their prime are probably Valner Fikowski and BKG just because of longevity. They've been doing it and age. However, they, they kind of seem to just be getting better. Like the quality of the field is getting better and they were all still right there last year. So I'm tempted to say no. And, and it's in right. And I think that's fair because it's really an unfair question. I'm kind of setting them up for failure because they've been around so long that a duh, of course it's those guys. Of course, Patrick has nowhere to go, but down Fikowski has nowhere to go, but down BKG. I mean, they're, they're, they're I the top dogs. That. No. Okay. Because I think that both Velner and Fikowski, um, still, still have this season, the potential to win the games. And that would obviously right. be a okay. 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 So I miss. Sorry, I agree with you. I'm. I'm not. I'm not hitting it right. By. They have nowhere to go but down. Um. They. They have more room below them than they do above them. I guess by a wide I'm margin. Saying. By yes. a wide margin is what I'm saying. Yeah. The odds are, if you were betting, that those would be the waning guys. It, so it's kind of an sure. by by a long shot. Like we know, um, Gee's not waning, like a hundred percent. Well, you know, you know, Guy is an interesting one, and this was, and, and basically at the end of the day, I was trying to decide between Guy and Noah for the tenth spot. Ooh! And I thought that at the at the end of the games last year, I kind of thought that that's um, seventh place finish that Guy had would might end up being his best ever finish at the games. But he's super young, he's super strong, and he's got this like incredible skill set that you really can't teach. And I think the best thing he has going for him is the environment that he's chosen to put himself in. You know, you, we don't have to spend very much time talking about the um, caliber of athletes that people who spend time hanging out at Mayhem has produced over the years. So, you know, if um, if he can like maintain that capacity to win events in in specific things, and then in you know consistently improve across the board on some of the other stuff, which I I really really would be shocked if he doesn't show tremendous improvement in terms of his aerobic development this season. Um, you know, he, he, it's like, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see a guy like that win the games eventually. Um, so I'm not too sure what the trajectory of Guy's career will be from here, but I, I kind of thought that his upside, uh, outweighed Noah's. Um, and so I ended up putting him 10th. Who, whose problems are, um, whose problems are harder to fix? Who, um, Guy's, Ricky's, or Lazar's or or, or Yanikowski's. I skipped right <laughs> over Saxon. I don't think Saxon has any problems. He just has to move the needle on everything up a little bit, right? Yeah, really a small amount. Um, yeah. Uh, but these other guys have holes in their game, right? Relative to the pack, of course. Right. Yeah. Well, everything's got to be relative. Yeah. Any one of them on their own against. I mean, Yanikowski's had a long time to fix his shit. Yeah, I th- and I think that. You know, I, I think that part of the problem for a guy like him, and there are several other guys like this, is, you know, it's a really difficult sport to know how to navigate. And he's, like I said, he started doing, you know, he sh- first showed up at the games in 2014, where obviously there's a lot more known now. There's a lot more invested now with terms of coaches and, you know, um, body workers and whatever that can help managers make decisions about how to manage a career. But for a long time, like these guys want to compete. And they and they're used to training not feeling at a hundred percent because of how difficult their training is. So a lot, of, I think that Yon is one of these guys who's competed injured a lot, not just in at the games, but in offseason competitions. And that um, the problem with that is you basically you just get like stuck in a plateau. 
and it's hard to make that next jump up. And I think the counter example of that is Brent Fikowski, who's been cerebral enough and patient enough to take full seasons off to only compete once a year in, in, in a competition. He doesn't have to compete at this part of the game season. And that's why we've seen him elevate and elevate later and later in his career. Did he have any holes? Did he have, did he, I mean, by holes, I mean, did he have any imbalances? Like we see Guy show up and he's just smashing the short time domains and the heavy lifts. Was, or was Fikowski um, came in a little I mean, more balanced? Well, uh, came in like at the start of his career. Yeah. No, I mean, Fikowski's always been battling um, the just the, the length of his limbs, really. So the gymnastics is super hard for him. But I I really think that he's probably like the most efficient gymnastics mover in the sport. And that's what allows him to stay competitive at that side, height and weight. But it's still not enough to make up the, you know, seven inches or eight inches uh, taller he is than Noah Olsen. Wow. Um, Fikowski, 6'2"? I think he's 6'2 or 3, and I think Noah's like 5'7". Yeah, that would make him, let's say he's 6'3", just for the fun, that would make him 11 inches taller than uh, Mr. Mertens. Okay. It's like it's like, it's like almost a whole penis. Um, okay. Uh, is there, is, is, what, what was your biggest criticism on this from the, um, from the peanut gallery? On the men's side? Uh, yeah, on the men's side. <laughs> and, and, and was there wait let me ask you this though before we start were there any comments that you're like oh shit yep yeah, that that guy's that guy's that they're onto something they sniff something out um <laughs> it's funny you ask that i was i was spent a lot of time to kind of i read all the comments today at least until maybe an hour ago and what does that one say oh yes travis yeah i actually text travis after that and i said you don't like my rankings and he goes i never like your rankings <laughs> That's a good dude. Travis, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. And that's good. And that's fine. Um, I heard from a couple of the other athletes and said, told me, you know, you, you're making a lot of people angry. And I said, angry or motivated? And he goes, motivated for me. Um, yeah. Roman said he doesn't know what he's talking about. And actually, uh, the most, probably the most comments uh, from the men's side I saw were about Roman and Ricky not being high enough. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I, it's crazy to put a little bit crazy to put Roman and Ricky on the list, in my opinion. But then again, look what Annie did last year. I so don't think it's crazy to put them on the list at all. I mean, um, they're so unknown. Like, you know, Travis is going to bring it. You know, Noah is going to bring it. We're still not sure what's going to happen. I mean, we, we think we know. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, we can, you know, we. Does anyone all, ever know, we, not translate before I say that? We don't know. Does anyone ever just destroy? Like, have you ever seen someone just go through and destroy everything and then not do top 10 at the games? Like, who's the biggest? Who fell most flat at the games ever in the history of the games that you're like, what the fuck? Is there someone that stands out? Look, there's a pretty high correlate between winning or place, especially winning your regional or semifinal and then doing very well at the games. But okay. even just last year, we saw Jason Hopper dominate a semifinal full ah. of really good athletes, including Travis and Justin Medeiros and Scott Panchik, and then finish 18th or 19th at the games. Um, Shit the bed at the games. And Travis won the quarterfinals last year. And Travis won the quarterfinals. I think he took fourth in his uh, semifinal and then finished 12th at the games. Yeah, so, it, you know, it's, okay. it's certainly possible that there's guys that can do really well at a Wadapalooza and struggle in the game setting. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility, but more likely they're, you know, they just won't get to the games. Like you saw Dakota Rager and Drew Wayman finish in the top five of Wadapalooza one year, and they've never made, made the games as an individual. So 
And we've, and we've never seen Roman do 13 to 16 events. Yeah. And that's the thing. So I, I, and honestly, I was pretty tempted to flip Roman with BKG and move him into the four spot, which I heard from plenty of people today who thought that that might've been appropriate, but, um, you know, we, there is a question mark around, around Roman. And it's just simply that we have not seen him compete live at the games and the games, uh, whether you, you know, want to care to admit it or not is a different beast than all those other competitions. It is the pinnacle event. It's generally the most events in a course of one competition. It's everyone in the world coming together and, and basically peaking at, uh, for the same thing at the same time and going after the same goal. And I don't really have anything uh, based on what I've seen from him that would make me suggest that he's going to, you know, have a bad performance at the games, but the four guys ahead of him, have proven to be incredibly consistent and proficient at the games year after year. I like that card, by the way, the way Morning Chalkup did that. Oh, yeah, Katie Gannon did that. She did a great job. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. I keep thinking, I, I go, where's Justin? Where's Justin? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean, where's Justin? He's staring right at you. <laughs> um, who who else, Who else? Uh, Brian, Brian, which comment in here? Sorry, I keep derailing you and running you off in different directions. Which comment on here you were saying – we were. I was asking which comment um, made you go. Hmm, maybe they're right. Any of them in here? So it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily one comment, but you know, every time that someone puts a, a question up there or puts their opinion and it's a little bit different, I give it some thought. And I actually identified one. Uh, this is kind of a, a vulnerable thing to do. I kind of identified one bias in my rankings, mm -hmm. which is that when the 2019 result was favorable for an athlete. I mentioned it. And when it was a poor result, I omitted it. <laughs> wait, wait I, I'm not sure I understand that. Meaning, meaning like you celebrated. So for example, successes. for example, you know, one of the, um, like one of, I think I mentioned in here. Or maybe I didn't even mention it. Oh, but, you know, like uh, I might talk about how uh, Saxon Panchik did well in 2019, but I'll, um, and so it's part of like a credential that could give him status on this list. But I omit talking about how Brent Fikowski did poorly in 2019 because it detracts oh. from his case for being third right. overall. But right. I, that's because, you know, I've spent a lot of time talking about the different um, formats from 2019 and 2020. And, you know, I, there were some some people either DM'd me or commented about it's so weird that uh, Valner uh, had such good years, 16, 17, 18, and then was so bad in 1920, and now he's back. And it's like he wasn't so bad in 19 and 20. The format was bad, and he was injured. That's all. Uh, are they insinuating drug use with that? No. They're just oh. saying that it's strange that he would go, uh, whatever he was, fourth, second, fourth, and then have a uh, whatever, ninth and 16th and ninth, and then all of a sudden be second again. Like what happened? Nothing happened. Yeah, but their shit's just wrong. They're not, they're, they're, oh, it's they're, it. if if that's what you see, if you just go to his games profile and you're like fourth, second, fourth, sixteenth, ninth, second, what happened in 2019 and 2020, and you don't know what happened, right. it looks weird. Right. Right. And, and and what did happen was there was a cut one year, and then in another year was a pandemic year, and um, the appropriate build up to the games was was not there. Not possible. Right. And so there was a lack of consistency in how the athletes were chosen. Relative to relative to other years, yeah. Yeah. Roman gaps the field in the smaller events that the same top people have done or similar events can easily be close to top guys like Medeiros, but with more home run power. 
I'm not sure I under, I don't understand that. You want to explain that to me? And thank you for the 10 bucks. And, and I think, Damn, I mean, joked. I mean, no, Ro- you know, Romans is, is a very scary competitor. I think for the, you know, the podium, the real, like the guys that are really podium threats at the games, because he can win events. Uh, and everyone knows that. And you saw what happened with Guy last year, wins three events and winds up seventh overall, like that it, winning three events of the games goes a really long way, but it's really hard to do. I think I wrote in this article that Fikowski won four events in 2016. Since then, he's won three total. So it's hard to string together that many event wins in a year. But when you can do it, it's almost a, if you're going to win three events at the games, you're almost definitely going to finish top five. Like you've got, you know, it's it's hard not to. Uh, will you go back? Sorry, Caleb. Will you take us back to that list of people? I want to make sure I didn't. There's not anyone uh, I didn't touch on have you talked to any of these people by the way recently in the last week or two that 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 influenced your opinion like where you spoke on the phone with them or you spoke on the phone with their coaches and you were like okay like someone like Gee or like someone like saxon like do you know what they're up to i do know what they're up to for the most part but i didn't talk to them no just from just from word of word of mouth yeah you know and uh just friends and colleagues and stuff in the space um and there's, I mean, there's actually some pretty interesting information about some people on this list and some changes that they've made this off season. But overall, it doesn't really affect this type of a thing. Um, well, it will affect it in the, on the women's side. There's two women in particular that it's like, like I, I'm very curious how much insight you have into them. I can't, I kind of can't believe that they're on the list. Um, oh, there's a, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of women that are off the list that most people had a hard time with too. Um, is there, is there any, are there any other comments, anything else you want to point out before we move on to the, uh, females? I think the men's was less controversial overall than the women's. A lot of people wanted to see Roman and Ricky higher. I feel really good about their rankings there, um, based on the smaller data sets that we have against this level of competition, but you know, they certainly will have to prove this year, um, that this is actually where they belong in this type of top 10 conversation. And then, I mean, it was, you know, even, it was even hard. I, I listed five or six notable omissions from the list. And even that was really difficult to do. Um, I'd love th- to see who the next 10 are specifically is Travis. Where's where Travis on this list? And the narrowly missed the list uh, for the men I included in, in, this is just an alphabetical order. Alexander Caron, who just got second at Wadapalooza, Alex Vino, who was eighth last year at the games, Cole Sager, Jeff Adler, Noah Olson, Sam Cornway, and Travis Mayer. So those are like kind of the next guys right outside. But even besides that, um, you know, and you said Noah's probably eleventh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. And then, um, you know, you still have uh, like the Jason Hopper. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Hopper to improve tremendously throughout the course of this year under um, you know the HWPO programming and tutelage from. Uh, Fraser and be a top 10 threat, but right now I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see ranking him any higher than any of those guys, the 10 or the other ones, one, two, three, four, five, seven that I mentioned as the next one's out. And now you start thinking about guy like Dallin Pepper and a guy like maybe Phil Toon that are not included in that top even 17 and say like, well, wow, it's like, those guys are incredible, but it's really hard. Like it's really hard to break into the top 10, the top 15, the top 20 at the games. And you you say, what about Chandler Smith? I mean, Chandler didn't make the top 20 at the games last year, and I've already mentioned 20 guys, and Chandler's not one of them. Is he one of the 20 fittest on earth? Maybe. But what I'm saying is it's getting harder and harder to make it into that group. 
And there's these guys that have had, uh, you know, like we, I said about Yanikoski and Chandler Smith is probably approaching that time too, that like, hey, you've had a long time to tweak shit. Like Chandler Smith, how many years has he been doing this now? Oh, hmm. 2016 was that year that he broke onto the regionals uh, and, and raced with Ben Smith on okay. that deadlift workout. Okay. So, so I, I, I mean, not nearly. And how long has Travis Mayer been going at it? Longer than that. Yeah. Like a decade. But, um, and the other thing about uh, Chandler Smith is, and, you know, we don't know. Like, he'll have, it, it looks like he's committed to staying with the comp train crew up there in New England. They've got a very different makeup than they've had in the past. You know, Amanda's up there. They brought in a couple of new women. Sydney McGlishan moved out there and is training with them. Wow. And uh, maybe, you know, a full year there in a consistent environment where he's, you know, the army stuff is behind him. The traveling all the time is behind him. The training with a variety of different people is behind him. It is possible that this could be a, a year that he has more consistency, less kind of chaos in his life, and can actually may, maybe make a push for his best games performance. Um, that, and know, I, I saw I, I was at Ben Bergeron's um, Instagram today, and I saw that they're now training with uh, masks off. So that should probably help Chandler's training too. That he doesn't have to like cover his nose and his mouth. So that's good. Um, do you think, do you think Colton Mertens will make it to the games, to the games? I think it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think that even, even though he's probably getting better, um, the North American field is going to be really difficult. And if the Canadian men do get distributed and don't all have to compete with themselves that, uh, you know, that there'll definitely, I think on average for men in North America, it's like 75% that made it the year before make it back, which means 25% don't. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he missed out this year. When do we know, when do we find out when the, um, semifinal workouts are those two, the HQ is supposedly going to program. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. My guess would be just prior. Yeah. A week or two before the first week. Okay. Um, what do you think about the, I know, I know this is a little off subject, but these are things that I've been learning this week. There, there are two fantastic semifinals in the same venue in Knoxville, Tennessee, hour and a half South, I believe of Nashville by car. Um, has that ever happened before? Two semifinals in the same town, same venue, two regionals. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it's a great spot. It, it, part of me is like, well, that's weird. Well, but, but really, it's a, it's a, it's an epic spot, right? It's right there, and it's a, it's in a good spot in the country. Um, it, um, have, have you been to either of those? One of those was the Mac, right? No, wait. What, what were the, what are those two that are there? Yeah, the first week will be the Syndicate Crown, Syndicate okay. Crown. This one, and then oh, the you're second, good, Caleb. You're good. The second one will be the Mac. Yeah, and I went okay. to the Mac in two thousand nineteen, I think. And, but it was, you know, it was in Maryland, uh, different, totally different location and venue, but same team that's putting it together. And they're um, very organized, very experienced and very capable of running uh, these two events in back-to-back weeks. So, so you like this? Yeah. I, I mean, I spoke about this on some other, uh, some other show, I think that, uh, there was, you know, it was going to be difficult for, I think it was with you, you actually. It was going to be difficult for CrossFit to find someone who could put on this caliber of competition, uh, find a venue and host it and get a broadcast that's respectable enough to distribute to the world in a small amount of time. And so reaching out to someone who's already doing it, already knows how to do it and has proven that they can do it and has all those relationships with with the broadcast team, with the judges team, with 
you know, a city that they can talk about what it looks like to host that, make hotel accommodations. There's a ton and ton of ton of different areas that are required to plan an event like that. So going with an experienced team makes sense. And it's Wilson, right? Wilson Pack? Pack. Pack. Wilson Pack. That was the guy you roomed with. We saw him shirtless in, in one of our live live shows. Mm-hmm. Crossing behind you. Where was that? Was that Wadapalooza? Yeah. Also roomed with him at the games this year. I don't think I saw him topless there. I don't think so. All right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. If you live in if you live in Knoxville or Nashville, if you're in Tennessee, you're stoked. You can go to both those events. Or or if like fuck, if you don't have kids or you fucking have the a free life, you can just go over there and hang out for ten days and hit both those events. Hopper the, Hopper will be at that one of those events, right? What are some yeah. of the big names that go to that one? Or we don't no, know. No, no, we have no idea. We don't know really anything about how the athletes will be seated going into semifinals for North America or Europe. And that is also making the assumption that he makes it. <laughs> anything can happen. Sure. I mean, we really do. I mean, if he does, if he does the quarterfinals, the open quarterfinals, he'll make it to semifinals. Um, but we know that the open programming is Dave's. We don't know who the quarter quarterfinals programming is. Correct. Okay. All right. Let's check out the girls. Don't you think you should just say them in order? You should have done that before for the people listening. Oh, like the people at home who don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do that. You want to go back to the men real quick? Number one, Justin Medeiros. Number two, Patrick Vellner. Number three, Brent Fakowski. Number four, Bjorgvin Carl Gudmundsen. Number five, Roman Krenikov. Number six, Janikowski. Number seven, Saxon Panchik. Number eight, Lazar Jukic. Number nine, Ricky Garad. And number 10, <laughs> Guillermo Majeros. What do you think about that last one? Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot coming from you. That was the most impressive athlete pronunciation minus Ricky's last name that you've ever had. Oh, well, how, how, what would you say? Garrett? Gar- Gar- I just think Gerard? you tried too hard on it. Yeah, I did. I was trying to fucking <laughs> show that I'm my, my Latinx roots. Uh, uh, th- great. This is going to be fun. Uh, number one, Tia Claire Toomey. Tia Claire Toomey. Is that her name? Tia Claire? Uh, mm-hmm. Tia Claire? Tia Claire Toomey? Uh, but no or yet. I wonder if she's going to change it. It is. It is. Tia Claire Toomey or is her, I think it's her legal name now. Okay. Tia Claire Toomey or Laura Horvat, Haley Adams. Number four, Gabriella Magawa. Number five, Cara Saunders. Number six, Mallory O'Brien. Number seven, Bethany Shadburn. Number eight, Katrin David's daughter. Number nine, Amanda Barnhart. Number 10, Brooke Wells. What are Katrin and Brooke doing on this list? <laughs> unacceptable. Is it unacceptable? I don't know. You must know <clears throat> something. You must know something. I mean, well, this Katrin's, is what I know. Katrin's in a tail. I mean, did you did you watch the Rogue Invitational? She always does terrible at Rogue. Oh, okay. Her Rogue Invitational performance is 2021. This past year, she was 15th. 2020, she was 13th out of 17. And yeah, yeah. And uh, do you the, think the go, first year of Rogue, which was a, uh, uh, the, it was a live competition, she did well. She was fourth that year. Do you th- how did she do at the games last year? Tenth. Tenth. I'm going to predict that Katrin David's uh, daughter doesn't even complete the games this year. I'm going to predict that something that she doesn't finish the games this year. It's that year. It's the um, it's the Katie. What happened to Katie Motter? That was the first. I think that was one of the first times I saw that. Katie Motter did the hill sprint in two. There's nothing. There's nothing 
outside of just a gut feeling that warrants that prediction? Uh, yeah, but no, it's more than a gut feeling. It's more than a gut feeling. She, There's something weird about her going back to Iceland. I don't think there's anything weird about it at all. At all, I think that it's amazing for her. I think she spent seven years away from her family and friends and country. Yes, I agree. I agree with both those. And that she's going back home. And now the only thing, if unless you're referring to the fact that like maybe she's trying to start a family or get pregnant, and that might be the weird thing. Maybe I don't know. No, no, that's not weird. But is that what you're saying? Is she doing that? I don't think so. I think she's very focused on on competing. I think she's very happy where she is. I think she's peaceful. I think she's happy with her. Uh, love life right now um i think that this is gonna that she will do outperform herself from last year despite the fact that the women's field will be more difficult this year than it was last year well the, i i think the odds are really stacked against her i think she's in the waning of her career i think something has happened to her headspace i don't know i do not know what it is um i i she she did not look like herself at rogue uh, i'll give you the fact that she hasn't done uh, well there um it, what did you say she took 10th at the games last year yeah and yeah. you know it's just like very similar to noah olsen right and here's an, well it's a little weird because you got her moved up two spots but yet the game the, the field's going to be deeper this year so maybe you should have pushed her down two spots i think you meant to have her in 12th did you double check that before <laughs> you sent that over i'm doing my math correctly mm-hmm. um uh, uh let me ask you this too before we dig in um if, if if Annie was competing, would you where would she be on this list? Probably third. Wow. Okay. And she would just push everyone down below her. Yeah. And um, Haley Adams is like what we talked about at the beginning of the show. And if Kristen Holta was on this list, she would she would be in the top ten as well if she were competing this year. Mm. Mm. Uh, and and um, Haley Adams has that that what if factor, like uh, like. <laughs> If she like if she moves the needle on just one or two things, yes. I mean, we can start at the top. Right. There are a lot, lots and lots of questions and comments about the women's list for sure today. Um, hardly anyone had anything to say about Tia or Laura. I think that um, kind of understood that that they're that good. Not to say that they're you know Laura could be beaten in competition for sure, but um, I think that she's. I think that's a lot of people feel like those are the top two right now. Who do you think has more room to improve? Who has more potential to improve, Tia or Laura? Probably Laura, just still a little younger. And, um, you know, I don't know that she'll ever be able to fix that uh, specific kind of handstand push-up that she struggles with. But there isn't something like that that Tia really needs to improve. So probably Laura. And and, and before we start, um, Brooke Wells, what makes you – what we saw last year at the Games – looks um i mean to me i'm no doctor Mm -hmm. but to come back from that in a year seems um i don't know impossible what is she saying have you talked to her does anyone know does anyone talk to her look she's back to snatching now and she's you know posted about it a couple times that it's scary and it's unknown for her for sure but um, I think she's got access to pretty much everything she needs or wants in terms of, you know, recovery and doctors and stuff like that. I think she's been, it seems, you know, from what I know that she's been really responsible in the, um, you know, rehab and getting back into the gym work that's required to recover from something like that. Uh, you know, and, and very sim- I already, I think I already said, you know, very similar to Yonikoski. Like it might be a slow start to the season for her, but, um, 
this was like a kind of a uh re- out of respect kind of a pick in the tenth spot because I don't I don't think that it so got- is Katrin. So is Katrin. Mm, no, no, no. In this case of Brooke Wells, like if she hadn't gotten injured last year at the game, she might have made the podium. She probably would have been the fittest woman in the United States, and it would and it you know and it. It, even even if she would have matched her performance from the previous year where she took fifth in the in the covid year of 2020 like that would have been her best games um performance in my opinion and so she was on track to do that um again she's someone that has a ton of uh of years of competing and is not that old she's still in her mid 20s and i don't know i think that that elbow had been bothering her for a while and uh if you know if she can get back to to being healthy this year She's definitely top 10. And when you say bothering her a while, I think you mentioned that uh, when we were talking, I don't know, a year and a half ago that you saw her do something on, uh, on muscle ups, right? Pushing out at the top or something. She slipped off a ring or something happened. Is that, is that where the original tweak happened? Well, we don't know for sure, but there were like, I think if you went back and studied, you could see the the breadcrumbs. Um, Could you go back to the mail list one more time? Sorry, 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 sorry. Gotta ask you this. Uh, Tomorrow I'm having, tomorrow morning I'm having a guest on. Um, and I'm wondering where he would be on this list. Um, he's a, a team competitor by the I name of is, yeah. Rich Froning Jr. Where would Rich be on this list? If Rich declared that he was competing as an individual this year, mm-hmm. the lowest I would have him ranked would be. Make sure your front door is locked. Probably, you probably will be at your front door in two seconds. The lowest I'd have him rank is probably third. Wow. Um, could you put him at one? Could you push Medeiros out? I think the highest I'd rank him right now would be oh man. I don't I don't want to do that to Justin. Um Justin's earned the number one spot, I think. But understood. Well let's let Bruce Wayne do it. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> I mean like Hey, and let me tell you something else. Man, man Matt's gonna hate me for this. If I told you Matt was coming back, you probably wouldn't rank him as high, right? He, Matt seems like he's he, like we don't even know what kind of shape Matt's in, right? Well, yeah, it's very different. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. seen Rich competing. We know that he's not trying, and he's still finishing. In the he was sixth last year in the Open. Doesn't care about that. You know, he's just doing the workouts, whatever. And Jiggy, twenty burpees, buddy. Twenty burpees <laughs> we're putting front and four, and a couple hail marys, maybe twenty. Yeah, and and Fraser's, you know, he's working out, but he's not training. Um, but again, if Fraser said, "Yeah, I'm coming back," like I don't think he would say that unless he knew that he could compete to win, right? Uh, and so then, the, you know, the whole conversation would be different. Yeah. All right. So Froning, Froning would be number two or three. Okay, we. I was distracted. Sorry, I looked down at my notes. Okay, back to back to the women. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun question. I appreciate that, uh, Caleb. We should probably clip that and um, and buy life insurance for uh, Mister Friend. Okay. Uh, so 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 we were talking about basically Brooke Wells, and you said something that was uh, very interesting. Someone popped off in the comments too that it was a respect. Respect. Who's number eleven? Who got disrespected <laughs> on, on behalf of? Brooke well, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say it's disrespect, but there were a lot, a lot of people who were very upset that Emma McQuaid was not in the top ten on this that's, list. That's the Irish lady who won Wadapalooza, correct? 
Yes. And I and I could not help but just laugh every time I saw this comment, not because she's not deserving of being in the top 10, but because I've been a proponent of hers for four or five years now when no one's been talking about her. And now suddenly she wins Wadapalooza and everyone wants to push, pump her up into the top 10. And, you know, there might be some people who made those comments that are from Ireland or the UK or Europe and have known about her for a long time. But the more likely scenario is that even if she'd finished second to Bethany Shadburn at Wadapalooza, which easily could have happened, there was one judging discrepancy that ended up being the difference between them. Uh, no one would have been making those comments today. What place did Bethany take at? Uh, second. She did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cost mm-hmm. her $65,000. Wow. What, what what was that judging, uh, the questionable judging? What, what what movement was it on? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was in the Dale event. It's either handstand walker or sandbag carry that she got. I think it was a sandbag carry she got called back for, like, still stepping on the line when dropping her bag or something like that. Oh, my God. How many points did Emma McQuaid beat her by? I'm pretty confident if she if that rep had counted that Bethany would have won Wadapalooza. Damn. Look at look at Caleb's going through and showing all the so there is a lot of love for Emma McQuaid a lot, and I love Emma McQuaid and I've been a fan of hers for a long time. And you know it is possible that people know know about her before she won. I think twenty point one in the Open that one year with the ground overhead and burpee workout. Um, she's incredibly talented. She's been doing this a long time. She's a uh, long time training partner with Sam Briggs. She's phenomenal. The women's this the women I'll say in general the women's field was harder for me to do than the men's field. And it was tough for me to to keep her out. And it was tough for me to keep Daniel Brandon out of the top 10. But um, I'm confident with the list I put out in the end. Can, can you make that um, the comments bigger again, Caleb? Someone said, how can you have Connor Saunders as fifth? When you read something like that, how are you – like, do you just go, that person's an idiot? Like, how – you have to, you would have to go into your – you would have to be a mind reader to know what they're saying. Like, are they saying she should be 12th? Are they saying she should be first? Like what? Like you should just be kicked off of Instagram for that. Yeah. uh, I thought that there may be. What are you supposed to like? How how do you take that? You ask your Ouija board. (laughs) I thought there might be more comments about Kara in general uh, being um, on the, on this, in that position on this list. I would assume that most people who are skeptical of that would think she should be lower, but you know, last year was like literally the worst circumstance possible for her. She was not really wanting to leave her kid. She ended up doing it. She came to the U.S. She had a pretty decent training leading up to the games. And then she got sick and she was unable to compete. And I mean, we watched her the first day and it was like, that is not Cara Saunders. And you've seen Cara since 2012 or 13 when she first showed up at the games. And you knew immediately that that was not the Cara that you're used to seeing. But when it is... Uh, healthy Cara Saunders at the games. She's phenomenal. She's one of the best 10, at least women who's ever done it. And, um, you know, there's, she was close to winning it twice. She had a couple setbacks over the course of her career, some injury, some heat stroke, some pregnancy, but it seems like she's motivated with her training. She's uh, doing mayhem programming. Now she's changed up her, her um, coaching a little bit. And I think she's, I think that she's excited and motivated for the season. And if she is, I think she's, a, a, you know, a fifth place is a good place in a power rankings, but she certainly is a threat uh, for even for the podium potentially. I was going to say, has anyone ever gotten closer to Tia than, than, well, I guess, I guess Katrin. Not since Tia won in, in 2017. No. And that was the year that she beat her by like, two or four points. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. Um, what do we know? Have you talked to Cara Saunders? Is she is she going hard? I guess she doesn't. Maybe know we should. Way. Maybe we should invite her on. Yeah, we check should check in with her. It's been a while. I think she's training hard. I think she's uh, having fun and enjoying life. I think that's important for her. And I think she's gonna. Um, she'll probably do really well in the open. She usually does. And um, I would think that you know, uh, assuming that everyone who's supposed to compete in Oceana has to compete out there, she'll probably take second in the semifinal to Tia. And be you know uh, a legit contender in in Madison. Um, uh, Caleb, can you pull off those names? That's um, um, oh, thank you. Oh, it's getting <laughs> fucking stressed out. It's getting a hemorrhoid. Um, I do want to talk about Sarah Sigmund's daughter. I want to talk about uh, Gabriella Magawa here real quick. Um, I'm not a. I'm nowhere claiming to be a student of the game like Brian. Not even close. But if I were to say there were athletes who were getting noticeably better in the short time I've been watching their career, it's that girl. We, mm-hmm. my, if if it keeps up like this uh, for three more years or two more years, we're we're, we're looking at uh, a CrossFit Games champion. Is is that true? Am I, or or am I, is that am I seeing that anecdotally that like this girl is just like. Every, I mean, for instance, and I, I hate to say that bring Sarah Sigmund's daughter, but uh, but we weren't we weren't super excited about what we saw from her at Wadapalooza, right? It, ma- it makes us nervous again. It throws her into the deep unknown. Sure, right. Um, but Gabriella Magawa, every time we see her take the field, we're like, oh shit, she better than the last time. Yeah, she's had a phenomenal season, and um, people who you know have been watching for a while will have the same feeling as you: is that she's getting better and better. And the caliber that she's at right now, if she's con- able to continue improving, I think it's difficult to say that she'll be a future games champion, but she certainly has that potential. Um, the reason why that's difficult to say is, one, we don't know how long Tia is going to compete. And it's difficult to see anyone beating her in the next two or three years if she wants to keep competing. But if, let's say, she does step aside in a similar fashion to Matt Fraser, there's going to be a big group of women that are suddenly going to be legitimate threats to win the games. And a lot of them are on this list and a lot of them are really young, just like Abby. So yes, she has that potential, but so do a five or six others that are right around her age and not, and very much in the same caliber of athlete right now. I don't know shit about competition, but from what I hear too, Gabby also has something up on everyone else. There is no doubt in my mind that people who've competed against Laura Horvat think that she's fucking unbeatable. They, there's a group of women out there, I'm sure, who see her just like they see Tia. Like, holy shit. Gabby has a huge advantage over those girls because she knows Laura's human because she's – that that's um, – uh, that's her, her, her boyfriend's sister. So she, so she knows Laura's human. So she can mentally get her head wrapped around beating a Laura Horvat. But, like, even those of us who watch TV at home, Laura Horvat does not does – not, it's a different horse. You know what I mean? You're uh, like, hey, it's these ponies yeah. out there against the Clydesdale. I mean, Lord's just a, a different creature. And they've gone head to head at several different competitions. So she has experience competing against her so far. Laura's uh, continued to um, get the better of her more often than not. I think that Rogue Invitation was the first time that Gabby finished ahead of her, 20 points ahead of her, got on the podium and kept Laura How off. How did that happen? How did she beat her? Mm, Laura got 19th place on event six. And, and what was that event? Is that the the is that the last event where they? No, it was the chipper event. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, it was uh, in the. There's a lot of gymnastics in the middle. Thirty thirty strict handstand push-ups, and fifteen ring muscle-ups, twice. 
Okay. And in the games, and, and, and Laura has a fantastic engine too, right? Oh, yeah. Man, and she seems mentally so tough and angry. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so Gabrielle Magawa is strong. Um, Haley Adams. I just I, I um t- tomorrow uh at six thirty p.m. Uh, Central Time uh the Mayhem Empire on their YouTube station will be um releasing a a, a recap of their 2021 game season all their athletes um individual team it was directed by Scott Van Sloot and Van der Sloot I'm sorry Van der Sloot oh Van der Sloot Scott Van der Sloot very very talented. And they'll be coming out. Is he is he a good athlete too? I'm not sure. I mean, I think he's probably a fit. Like all the media guys over there also train, but he's really really good at the at what he does. Yeah, I just heard that there was another guy, another camera guy over there trying to make a. Oh, Ben Davidson. Okay, um, he's and he will be competing this year. Oh, okay. So this in in this um, yeah, this comes out tomorrow. Um, these guys are coming on the show uh, tomorrow morning. By the way, for those of you who want to uh, see the beautiful Rich Froning uh, soon, in twelve hours, uh, in that documentary you get to see Haley, mm-hmm. and the it's the, it's there. I mean, it, it it's really just. I mean, I mean, you get to see her and Tasia's relationship. That's really cool. But the standout is after watching the documentaries that there were those two events. There's the clean ladder run. Am I saying that right? Clean ladder mm-hmm. run. And they were back to back, one a lighter clean ladder and then one a heavier clean ladder. And that and basically that's what stopped Haley from uh, I mean I mean it wrecked her, right? What 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 were her finishes on those two events? Uh thirty twenty fifth and thirty-third. Twenty-fifth. And, and if you think like you gotta put it in perspective. So before those events, she'd finished fifth, fifth, third, eleventh, and third, and she takes those two finishes. Then she has a second, eighth, third, so she's doing really well. And she had a pretty kind of a, a lackluster finish. She had 14th, 16th, 12th, 10th, and 4th. Um, but there was there were a couple other, you know, heavy uh, implements that slowed her down in some of the workouts. Because keep in mind, in the back half there, there were only 20 athletes competing. So she was finishing in the bottom half of the field towards the end of the weekend. But I don't think that it has to, you know, basically, um, yeah, the really heavy stuff at the games was is, is her worst event finishes. What did she finish at the games this year? Fifth. And And how many points behind fourth? Can you see? Yeah, she was uh, 69 points behind Kristen Holta. Okay. So even if she got fifth in those two events, she probably only moves up a place or two. She has work, still work to do. Well, the people ahead of her, Kristen Holta and Annie Thor's daughter, are not competing as individuals this year. So that leaves her third. And, it, you know, it was uh, – I went back and forth between her and Gabby for the three and four spot for a while. Um, I think that – you know, you talk. We're asking about like who has a more potential or room for improvement. I still think that that um, Haley has a lot of room for improvement, and she's finished fourth, fifth, and sixth the last three years of the games. And I and I think her room for improvement is greater than any of the other women around her. It's a tougher road to hoe, though, isn't it? The strength for for, for Haley, yeah. Then uh, Gabriella. Gabriella is kind of like Scott Saxon Panchik. She just has to move everything just like one percent, and it's a fucking it's game on for everyone. Where Haley really has like, I don't want to say this in a in a, any kind of like, don't misinterpret this. But if you're someone who's like a little bit more stocky built and you need to lean out, it's easier than if you're someone who's slender built and you need to bulk up. 
Oh. So Gabby had a little bit more of like that child, like pudginess or whatever. And she's toned that down and honed that in. And now she's very, very dangerous and continuing to improve her gymnastics because of that. Haley has to put on the mass and her body doesn't want to. She's just got a body type that doesn't want that. But when I saw her in Miami, she looked like she'd put on a little bit of mass. Her legs looked bigger to me than they looked even at the games. And that's, you know, is part of the reason why I think that, you know, she still has that next level to go to where she can uh, challenge for and push for the podium. I wonder if everyone over at the at the Mayhem Empire takes the same shit. Like everyone's like they eat this protein, they take this creatine, they take the you know what I mean? I wonder I wonder if it's like that at HWPO. I wonder if all those camps, all those dudes like I mean, I, I I guess that's a little naive to think because you have Guy obviously wherever he co- he's coming from South America, he's coming from Brazil and you know, he's He's probably I mean, honestly, he's probably, you know, it's a it's a matter of uh of sponsorships right and so would you rather have everyone in your same camp under the same umbrella or do you want to have you know the, the room for for people well, to well shit, i don't up? think you have to take the shit that sponsors you you just have to pretend like you do oh yeah good point <laughs> like sarah sarah sigmund's daughter doesn't really drive a volkswagen she got a ferrari no she really drives a volkswagen okay can we see the list again caleb of the of the the ladies the powerhouses um, who who's number eleven and twelve? Who got left off this list? Well, we already talked about that. Uh, Emma Tommy McQuaid and-, and Daniel Brandon were probably the next two. Okay. Um, the others that I listed in the list that just barely missed were Emma Carey, Jamie Simmons, Karen Freyova, and Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Really, Emma Carey? Huh? Doesn't she have some monster holes? I mean, I want her to be on the list. Don't get me wrong; I like seeing the young girls on there. Well, she, you know, she had a little bit of a setback with a back injury in the off season, but she seems, you know, she made this choice not to compete at Wadapalooza because of that. I think that was a good choice. I know that she's starting to feel better and better. I think that that training environment that she's in right now, down in um, in Naples, Florida, with all the young guys, so Phil Toon, Dallin Pepper, James Sprague, Ethan Tate, and Matt Torres coaching them. Uh, is a good environment for her. Be- and and I, I really in particular think it's good for her because all of those guys are good and they're all good at different things. And she has the opportunity to train against Dallin Pepper, who's really good at this style of workout, and James Sprague is good at this style of workout, and Phil Stoon is good at this style of workout. And none of those are women in her division that she's competitive with. So are she's there winning. any other women down there? No. So she's the only one with a bunch of guys and those guys are all really good, but they're all good in different ways. And so she gets to go against someone who's good with the heavy barbell, go against someone who's good on high skill gymnastics, go against someone who's good on the endurance events. And, and if Matt wants to, the coach wants to set that up for her, she gets that. Like uh, it's, you know, the ideal situation is like a Tia and a Matt, right? Where you're going head to head against the other person that's on the equal caliber of you. But you maybe even a better than that is if you have a three headed monster, you get to train against specialists and, or, or people who excel in three different fields. So I think it could be a really positive environment for her. Um, and when I was down there and talk, talking to her after Wadapalooza, she seemed like she was in a good headspace. Very, I mean, I was really impressed with her. Uh, she came across very, um, different to me in person conversation than she does like when she does interviews after events and stuff at, at competitions. So yeah, I'm excited for Emma, but I couldn't, I couldn't move her into the top 10. Like I couldn't justify it when I sat down and looked at everything. And we know how these championship caliber women are like we've, we've heard. Yeah, that's critical. They they want to beat the dudes. They don't really care who they're competing against. Tia wants to beat Matt. The like at at these camps, the, the, I'm sure she's just trying to beat these guys like Mm -hmm. fuck the scale thing. Like she's like, 
they they the bag is probably like 150 i think the story is it was 150 pound bag workout for men and a hundred pound bag workout for women. Oh, Josh Bridges told the story. And, and then he went to go work out with T in the garage and he looks over and she's taking the 150 pound bag and he's left out the hundred pound bag. So then he's like, <laughs> fuck. And he has to go over and get the 200 pound bag. And then she just destroys him in the workout. It's like, Oh damn. Yeah. And, uh, and I've told the story before about when I first met, um, Brian, Haley Adams. Sorry, Brian, I don't mean to interrupt you, but someone said you look really hot. And so I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm just, I'm not seeing Brian as hot. But then I thought, oh, but I always thought as a kid, Tom Selleck was hot. And, and you kind of have a little Tom Selleck going. I'm thinking maybe this one. I'll take it. I'm thinking uh, this one over here. That one? Is that? <laughs> what, what, what do we, I, I typed in young Tom Selleck. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, maybe this is nice. This is nice. That's a little longer than what you got going. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Look that way a little bit, Brian, or turn your head a little bit. Other way, other way. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, those eyebrows too. Wow. Okay. All right. So I, I'm starting to see you as more attractive each each time you're on. That's good. Okay. All right. Sorry, Caleb. I didn't mean to um uh, no, cock, slap, cock slap your image, Caleb. Sorry. There we go. Okay. That's a necessary and important segment. Uh, I'm always coming on someone. It just happens to be Brian. Yes. Um, uh, thank you. That was an important segment. Okay. So, so, so Emma Carey, back to Emma Carey. So we do, well, like all these lists, we're bummed she's not on there, but, but, but she's, she's in our brain. She's like clawing at the bottom, like, hey, don't forget about me. And you know what I'm doing? I'm working in the lab with Matt Torres. You know what I'm doing? Look at, I'm showing off my knowledge. Matt Torres. Got to get that guy on the show. What's going on, Souza? We getting Torres or what? He's Susan's fuck because I'm like, dude, no more CrossFit guests. I'm done with CrossFit, and then I just send him a whole list of CrossFit shit. Like, I get, except for let's just finish up here. Oh, uh, he loves. Uh, Sevon starts eating uh, meat. Now he's intrigued by Brian. I was always intrigued by him. Um, Amanda Barnhart. Um, I, I, I. I I don't know shit about her. I always just think of her as just a strong girl. And when she comes on the screen, my brain just turns off. And this I just is a good example. <laughs> this yeah. is a good example of what I, what I said earlier in terms of my potential bias. Uh, we're surrounding 2019. I write about her. She's finished, by the way, ninth, seventh, and seventh the last three years at the games. Obviously, those three years were very different in their, you know, the way they happened. But the same with Haley Adams. Like, and the same with, um, you know, we've talked about this in the past with the Katrin David's daughter and obviously with Tia and a Matt. Like, it doesn't matter what the format is. They find their way to make it through. They find a way to make it happen. And Amanda Barnhart in the last three years has found a way to get into the top 10 uh, year after year. And in particular, I said that doing so in 2019 where, and I've written and, and documented this before, the way that the scoring and the um, cuts were aligned that year, it was really difficult for bigger athletes, taller, heavier athletes to make it into the top 10. And the average height and weight of the top 10 was skewed by a statistically significant margin smaller. Uh, and she still managed to get up there. So she's proven that even though she you know, does come across at first glance, or even in, in concept as someone who's good at certain things, uh, she's good enough and well-rounded enough to make a perennial appearances in the top 10. And I also would say the same I said about Chandler Smith, more consistent, long-term, time at comp train settling in there this year it could be a really good year for her how long has amanda been in the game she, I, I think she first showed up in the games in 2018 so she's made it four straight years and how old is she 
Amanda, she's got to be in her mid to late 20s. Let's see. Here's the problem with 29. Amanda. Here's the problem with Amanda. This is all I like when I think of her. This is all I see. This is my brand. I can't hold she. What did you say? She's she's 17. She's 39. Like, 29. 29. Yeah. Like, how can you hold it? This she's not even human. Yeah, but you but look you, at her you, feet too. Look at her. Look at that. That that's good, right? From a coaching perspective, she's completely open. What's this position called? I don't know. It's something she's doing a she's doing a burpee or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a good position. Triple extension. So she's you think of her as someone who's going to win events nuts. and bomb other events, right? That's uh, what your perception of her is. Uh, no, I just uh, I get I guess I think of her more maybe as a gi a gi the female gi you know maybe I would think you know that's short what we would say. so a home okay. run hitter she can do really well on certain events and there's other right. events that are going to be her worst event finish last year was twenty first she had two twenty first place finishes but you know who usually has a resume like that at the games BKG he's got many years where he's got one 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 finish worse than twentieth or worse than you know half the field and. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Amanda's more well-rounded than, than she appears, and she's uh, very consistent and proven that she can do it at the game. So I think that she deserves a spot in the top ten. Yeah, she is a um... – uh, who's the oldest in your list of these top ten? Kara. Oh. Then probably Katrin and, and Amanda. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This is nuts. Okay, just one more. Oh, no. Amanda's 29. Yeah, she's a year older than Katrin, yeah. This is nuts. Look at this. <laughs> God. Are you kidding me? What? It's games athletes. Prime, that's what I'm saying. This is this is peak primed Barnhart. Okay, nuts. Okay, ha ha, how Sevon is always clueless about most of these athletes. But his pronunciation was on point today. Yeah, that. How are you so clueless about me, Miss Miss Fitness? Uh, okay, um, let's go back to the list again. Kara uh, Saunders is the biggest. Uh, nah, no, 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 no. I think I think that I think there's this is a, a weird list because of these these things. Kara, Katrin, and Brooke. I'm going to add Kara to that list too. There, there's three really big unknowns. Why can't Sarah be in this? I'm list? just shocked into that you the unknowns. I'm just shocked that unknown. you haven't set, asked about Bethany Shadmer. Uh, she's good. A she's lot of good. people have asked about her, and it seemed like a lot of people thought that this was way too high to to place her. And I thought that that was kind of strange. No, I could even see her even higher. Didn't what did she take at the games last year? Fourth, fifth? No, she was unable to start the games because of COVID. Oh right. Oh, sorry. What did she take at uh, Wadapalooza? Second, Emma McQuaid, we already talked about that on that judging dispute. Okay, yeah. So I think, you know, this is... Do you, think, is, it's, do you think it's fair that people are tripping on how high she is? I th I think it's, a, you know, I think it's great that people are wondering why. Um, and I, But I think that it's, you know, this is like, this is such an amazing thing. Uh, Annika Greer wins the Saturday Night Lights event at Wadapalooza, the signature event, the Celebrate 10 event. Lots of ring muscle-ups, handstand push-ups, and overhead squats at heavy load and then light load for a lot of reps. And and she's that winning that event has catapulted her into the conversation, the limelight, the sponsorship opportunities, and everything. There's another young woman there named Olivia Sulek who finished a few spots behind her, did very, very well, and almost won two events. She got second on two events. I wrote about her in my Young Guns piece to watch for this season, but she didn't win an event. And because she didn't win an event, and in particular because the events that she did well on weren't the featured events, it was the Miami Bar Complex. She got second coming out of the first heat, 
and she missed a push jerk that would have won her the event. But even if she'd won that event, it wouldn't have had the same effect of winning the Saturday night event that Annika won. I want to stay with this because I think this is important. And, and yeah, this, please. I'm looking at pictures of her. She looks like she's 12. Then she got second place on the Dale event. But the Dale event was delayed because of rain for four or five, six hours. And then they ran it at the same times as the men's heat. And really no one had any idea what was going on. And so there was no opportunity to highlight her perf- performance in that event. Her second, second place finish of the weekend. She's only 18 years old. And uh, and that's just what happens. So now you see Emma McQuaid wins Wadapalooza. Everyone's on the Emma McQuaid bandwagon. Bethany Shadburn gets second, and it literally might come down to an inch, a step, or a judging decision, however you decide to view that, of which one would have got first and second. But if Bethany had gotten first and Emma had gotten second overall in the competition, I don't think anyone would have been questioning her at seventh, and I don't think anyone would have been saying, come on, you have to put McQuaid in the top ten. She has a nice accent, too. But I tried it. What I, what I try to do is to take those things out of the equation. So I know how good Emma McQuaid is, and I knew, and I, we projected her to be on the podium at Wadapalooza, and she was. And we know how good Bethany Shadburn can be, and we knew we expected her to win, and she didn't. She got second, but it didn't change my perspective of her. And I don't suddenly think Emma McQuaid is way better than Bethany Shadburn because she beat her by a, you know a small margin at an event. Yeah, but she didn't even make go back to the list. She didn't even make the list. Emma McQuaid. Yeah. Oh, she's right there knocking on the door. <laughs> well, well I, I hear you. But and for people that want to see Daniel Brandon on the list, why? Why do you <laughs> want to see her on the list? She was 11th at the game. She was 11th at Rogue. She hasn't finished in the top 10 of a major competition recently. She's obviously incredibly talented. It has tremendous potential. But you have to be able to put it together and do it. There's people that look better on paper and can't do the performances. BKG I, shouldn't be top five every year. better game. on paper unless it's like photo paper. No, <laughs> she looks great on photo paper. Yeah, but you heard when we talked to um, uh, Kotler. He's like, she's one of the two women in the sport that doesn't have a weakness. And if we're going to go with that, then why isn't she finishing second at the games? My because- mom said My mom said that Danielle Brandon doesn't look wobbly. <laughs> she's like, she's so strong. She's not wobbly like the other girls. I'm like, wobbly? So Danielle Brandon's a great example. Her ceiling might be super high. Yeah. But she hasn't executed at that level yet. And so why? how can you expect me to place her, you know, we're well, higher than she's ever been or ever done. Well, dude, you got fucking Brooke Wells on there who we saw fucking arm do something that a human arm shouldn't do. You have Katrin <laughs> David's daughter on there who's who who I I she's waning. Hey, did did I want to go back to Noah Olson real quick and make a comparison here to Katrin's daughter and Noah Olson. It did Noah Olson have his worst finish ever last year at the games? No. He didn't. What what did he finish last year at the games? Tenth. Okay. And and what did Katrin finish last year at the games? By the way, Noah's there? Noah's worst finish is sixteenth. And that was okay. in 2016. And since then, his worst finish is 10th. Okay, okay, that's fair. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay, so so I think it's fair to say that if you're a betting man, Noah's career is waning. Possibly. Like, he's Possibly, only 30. Yeah. Like, people who think that Noah should be on this list, I'm not going to disagree with them. I totally understand where that's coming from. And it's certainly possible that he could make a run into the top five again this year. He is good enough to do that. But... Dude, that team is too uh, – Travis Mayer and Noah Olson are old men in the CrossFit world. They're not any older than a lot than, than Fikowski and uh, Velner are. Also old men, grandfathers. 
And and I'm suggesting that Katrin's waning also. Where Katrin's She's 28, coming, 29? I think Katrin's coming down and Danielle Brandon's coming up and people see that. And so it may maybe maybe they haven't crossed paths yet. Maybe you're right. But I think that's another people where people's vision gets blurred. Well, at least mine. Right. Because if you see someone getting better, you might think that they're better than the person who's waning. And and and, and I I really want Brooke Wells to make a comeback, but man, that that um that seems like quite the head fuck what happened to her. Yeah, and there certainly will be a mental component of that. And I'm not like I'm not uh I mean maybe we pass we get past the quarterfinals and I'll be like, you know what? No, there's no chance that, that Brooke's making it back this year and we'll just you know, move her off the list and move someone else in. Like that's what you do once the season starts, you make reevaluations. But I think that she's one of the ten fittest in the world when she's healthy. And if she can get healthy by the games, I think she'll make the top ten at the games. Uh, just so you know, Andrew, we're conflating some shit here, and I just want to be clear with you. I know you're joking, but I want to come to the defense of Brian here real quick. When we started the podcast, he wasn't saying this is how he thought people were going to finish the games this year. He said this list is fluid, Andrew, like like your um, gender. And uh, he uh, it will change after uh, open. It will change after quarterfinals. Probably not open. Uh, after the quarterfinals. Re-evaluate. It will change after semifinals. But basically, this is just who he thinks going in lo- um, looks the greatest. And obviously, or has maybe the most potential. Because I even asked, how can Brooke be on there if we don't know if she's healthy? And Brian's making some 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 leaps of faith here, some judgments here, that even if we don't see the best of her at the Open, we know if she can get up to 99% of who she was and make it to the games, then this this would be that list. But he was very clear in saying these aren't his games predictions, even if they happen tomorrow. I hope that helped a little bit. I was I I was getting a little squirted. No, if the games were happening tomorrow, my predictions would be very different than this list. And, and, and these aren't your predictions for who are going to win the games this year because you you admittedly don't have enough information. So I don't know what the fuck these lists are about. This is just to, to so you guys have something to do on, on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. No, I mean, look, in, in almost every sport, there's a there's always a power rankings, right? There's these are the top teams coming into the season. These are the top individuals heading into the season, whatever the sport is, and uh, and then as the season goes on, you know, those things shuffle and shift and move around. And yeah, there's conversation because ultimately, we want to, you know, we're trying to see at the end of the season who's going to win this year. And so right now, this is the list. If you want to make the games, if you want to make the top ten at the games, like this is the pecking order. Shouldn't knock these people off, knock these people off to have a chance to do it or measure yourself against them. And and uh, f- finally on the list at number six is the great Mallory O'Brien. And when she takes the field, she is getting a lot of attention that she has earned because her performance is fuck otherworldly for her age. I mean, um, there is a level there, there. She has, she has something. She has something. She has grit and she has no, the no quit attitude and, um, and, and fuck her, her body looks like it's unstoppable. Um, should she be six, man? She's so young. She, if, if if Tia is proven, Mallory O'Brien is unproven, to to know at, at at no fault of her own, but she's about to be proven. She's about to fucking be proven. And well, let's uh, like let's like talk about Mallory O'Brien. So, Please. seventh place at the games last year, and you know, is she the seventh fittest woman? I don't know. Uh, there were a lot of women who didn't get to compete. We know Carrie Pierce, Bethany Shabern, Cara Saunders, Sarah Sigmundsdottir, Jamie Simmons, Danny Spiegel were all missing from the games by the end of the games weekend for some of them never even started the season so there's a huge how old is mallory sorry brian she's 18 now okay. 17 or 18 now okay probably 18. That's um, 18 uh 
Anyway, doesn't matter. Those people weren't there. She can't control whether they're there or not. She did her thing, and she did her thing really well. She had two event performances that were kind of bad. One of them was on the 550-meter run, which is I'm not concerned about that being your worst event at the games. And the other was on uh, the bike with uh, the event with the echo bike and the snatches. And then we come to Rogue, and I was specifically said before, Rogue, I want to see how she does on the echo bike because she strikes me as the type of person who if she leaves the games and she looks back and she goes, that echo bike is never going to be the death of me again. And then she's just going to hammer that. Oh, by the way, she's training with Matt Fraser now, who's the king of that mentality. So I thought, okay, she's going to do better on the Echo Bike at Rogue. And if you just look at her event finish and the Echo Burner, which was a similar style workout, she was 12th. However, she's only six seconds behind Tia Claire Toomey, who took seventh on that event uh, at, at Rogue. So I think that she actually, even though her event finish was you know, not great, um, her performance was better. And if she's you know already this good, I think she's happy in the training environment she's in now. I, you know, I expect that she'll be getting better this year. I was super skeptical about her last year. I saw her open finishes. I saw her quarterfinals finish. I was like, okay, hold your horses, everyone. Let's see how she does in live competition against grown women at a semifinal event. Well, she went there and she did phenomenal. And then I said, okay, that's great. But at that semifinal, there wasn't, uh, a, you know, uh, some of the perennial top 10 athletes from the games at that semifinal. Ariel Lowen won it. Emma Carey was there. And actually, the best person uh, historically at the games was Christy Arma O'Connell, and she didn't even make the game. She had to go through the last chance. So the uh, that was like, we'll see how she does at the games when the best of the best of the world are there. And we know that in, in the case of the women, a lot of them come internationally. But she did great there too. So it's and I was I, if you asked me a year ago if, if Mal O'Brien would be one of the ten fittest women in my mind heading into two, 2022, I'd say no chance. But after what I saw this year, there's no chance I can leave her off the list. She's incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. The, the, when she finishes events and the way she walks off and, and her poise and her swagger, it's nuts. She's, um, she's, uh, uh, she got, she got that Laura Horvat shit going, that Tia Toomey shit that she's, I, oh, she, this is what I was going to say. She earlier, looks like she really believes in up. herself. By the way, one quick thing, uh, Jiggy, uh, Sevon, if Katrin Doder goes top five this year, would you wear her shirt? I would never disrespect her like that. She doesn't want to see me in her shirt, but I appreciate the uh, question. Maybe I could do something else with her shirt, like give it to charity or donate it to someone. Me and me and me and I can't can't, can't disrespect her like that. Okay, go go on. Okay, one thing, Omal O'Brien. Her mindset is 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 tough and it's difficult, and you can't teach it. And that's what I you know noticed about Haley Adams when I first met her. And that's what I've noticed about Mal and Emma Carey this year is they just have that. I mean, I don't even really know how to describe it, but you know, yeah, a lot of, we don't got it because we don't have it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is adamant. I feel about waking up and going straight to the coffee machine. That's how they feel about working out. That's all I got. Yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> there's, I think that there are definitely, you know, there's a lot, I think right now there are a lot of people that are trying to make um, more scientific analysis of, of the athletes and, and and by doing so, being more accurate in predicting how they might do. But there's definitely some intangibles in this sport that you can't quantify on paper or, or in testing. You can just see it. If you watch them compete live, you can just see the way they look at the field or look at other competitors or attack a barbell or the way that they're breathing. Um and, and even though there's no, you know, I'm not going to write, 
be able to to write about every one of these people and how I what I've seen from them in person as a competitor in the sport, it is something that I think about when I'm you know making these lists. It's hard to quantify. Hashtag biased, healthy biased. Um, who 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 were there any comments? Let me ask you the same question I asked about the males. Are there any comments in here that made you rethink the females? You were like, ooh, that's a. Uh, and it is definitely Emma Emma McQuaid heavy. Yeah, I think they're, you know. And, uh, and that's the what have you done for me lately syndrome too. I mean, she just did win, win sure. Wadapalooza like you've said. Uh, no, uh, I, you know, I'd ask myself, I tried to, I wrote this list. I tried to ask myself the question, like what would be, what would be surprising to people? What would people criticize about this list? And then I, you know, I used that as a part of my like research. And I was like, okay, if someone asked me why this person and not this person, why this person ahead of this person, could I, could I give some kind of justification? It doesn't mean that I don't think the counter argument is valid. I mean, it's a sport, it's competition. Like just because I have Haley third and Gabby fourth, doesn't mean Gabby's not going to beat outperform Haley this year. It could easily happen. And I want to be surprised, but based on what I know and based on what I've seen and based on everything that I considered, and this is, you know, where I ended up, um, you know, could I have, you know, did I need to include Brooke in 10th? Maybe not. That's probably like the one thing is like, maybe, but I don't feel badly about the fact that I did. And don't think for a second that there couldn't be a virus testing that makes it so all of these girls can't go. Don't think like, don't think for a second we've seen crazier shit happen. Today I went by a bus stop and there were 20 kids who were 12 years old asked. There was a yards, good there, 30 there, yards from the beach. You keep asking about these comments. There was a good comment. I don't know if it was on a morning chalk up or on my own post, but life of Josie, who does a lot of content creation in the space, particularly in Europe, asked me about Jacqueline Dahlstrom. Is that it? Yeah. And we had a little uh, exchange with uh, uh, the guys from the program about this. Before you go any further, what place did she take at the games last year? Jacqueline, I think she was 19th, 18th or 19th. Okay. So we have a, a little bit, a little base of understanding 17, 17. how good she is. Okay, Jacqueline. Okay, yeah, Jacqueline, very, you know, very talented. Um, she had a great semifinals in the uh, online. I think she was second or third in her semifinal. He might have even said there in his, yeah, he says it there in his thing. Second at German th Throwdown. She was third at the Madrid CrossFit Championships. She was fourth in Dubai. Yeah, she's been great. And so I asked him, what, uh, you know. Which of the women in the top 10? And he basically said, how could you omit her? And I said, well, which of the women in the top 10 has he beat in live competition? And these were, they, I think that they were assuming I was saying she'd never beaten anyone on that list in live competition when in fact she has. And they found, pointed it out uh, that she beat Haley at the Reykjavik CrossFit Championship three or four years ago now. Ah, uh, three or four years ago. Right. And so I come back here and I say, correct. Yes, she did beat her then. And what's Haley's trajectory been then? Surely you're not going to say that Jacqueline should be ranked ahead of Haley. Haley was 18 then. She's 21 now. And she's had four, three consecutive top six finishes at the CrossFit Games where Jacqueline Dahlstrom just came off yeah, the I best ever like finish at 17th. I didn't like that person's response to you too. Someone said, can you scroll down a little bit? Uh, no, up a little bit. Sorry. I didn't like this. This isn't necessary. Um, uh, if you're going to come back, at least fact check, uh, we don't, there's no fact. No, 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 no. Be good. No. And this, I don't know who runs a Instagram for the program, but I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing. I think that John Singleton and that whole team is very, very good. And that's, is, the, that's, that's the people. Yeah. Yeah. And English is a second language to him. Okay. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> All right. But it's, you know, but, but it actually, um, here, this last thing that I said is, by that, the way, everything on social media that you see fact checked is fucking wrong. So. There's that. Everything. This, 
it was a nice, it was, it was nice though. I wasn't upset about it at all because it was, okay. a, we were able to have this exchange and this is an example. Like this is the type of thing that I, I have been looking at for the last couple of weeks in creating this list and to see there's several women that aren't even on the narrowly missed list who I looked into and researched and thought about, should they be in the top 10? Should they, if they're not in the top 10, do I, should I at least mention them here on the narrowly missed it? And, you know, anyone who follows uh, the work that I do in the sport knows that there's a hundred athletes out that haven't been mentioned on this list that I would love to highlight and talk about and, and have everyone know about. But this is the 10, this is the best of the best. And when you said after the men's, like, you know, eight of the 10 were the eight of the 10 from the last year. And it's kind of a safe prediction. And it's probably similar for the women here. Um, yeah, it's really hard to crack this group. Um, how, um, t- how, tell me how old Jacqueline is again. Sorry. She's a little older. I think she's 30. She is, man. She looks young. And and how much does she weigh? Is she small? Is she on the smaller side? Is she Mallory O'Brien size? She's yeah, she's she's pretty small. She's actually incredible at like high volume gymnastics workouts. She like world class. Like could win events at the games if the right workout shows up. And she's a uh, a Craig Ritchie athlete. <clears throat> a hustle. She a hustle is sponsoring her or not? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Good honor. All right. Uh, proud is an understatement after seven years. Oh, no. Sorry. This is something else. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, she, I, I, I've definitely heard her name. She just doesn't pop on my radar a lot. It's hard to. It's hard to it's hard to see, especially if she's thirty. Like everyone in their thirty. Oh, and she trains with Gab Gabriella. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, say yeah, that already? Yeah, and I trained with them before the games this year on Kristoff. That's right. I remembered that. Is that the team out there? Mallorca. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're good, and they're and they're getting better. Like I think Gabby and Jack will both be, have really good years again this year. Um, Sounds like an incredible life, doesn't it? Yeah, they uh, they basic. I mean. They were traveling around a little bit, but when we t- we've talked about this before, when the uh, when the uh, first uh, lockdown kind of came in, they moved to Mallorca. They got a place there. They started training there, and I was like, "This, like, watch out for these people because this environment seems optimal." And there's a lot of people that are in suboptimal environments during that time. Is Christoph trying to make the games? Is he? <laughs> I think so. Um, <clears throat> he ba- he barely missed out on the semifinals last year. I think he's the kind of guy. That'll be harder for him to get to the semifinals, but if he manages to get there, he'll he has top ten potential at a European semifinal. I think of him more as just like kind of living this like gigolo <laughs> lifestyle. It's like just hanging with like just hot girls and work out and like loading plates and shit. He works really hard. He's and he's he's very fit, very good. And I think he's yeah. If he make if he can manage to get through the quarterfinals in Europe and get to a semifinal, he'll be fun to watch there because he's. You know, he might not make the games, but he can he can be in the top ten. And, and this videographer, this is the Armenian guy, Life of Josie. Mm-hmm. I think so. Can I see that account? God, he's everywhere. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's Craig Ritchie's dude too. Sorry, brother, put you in a hard spot. Sorry, Josie, put you in a hard spot. Okay. Um, anything else we want to say? Great, great list. Thank you, uh, to morning Chaga for letting us, uh, feed off your article. Great content. Thank you, Brian, for doing that and bringing it over here and letting us pick your brain. Um, what, what is, uh, next for you, uh, article wise, what, uh, what do you do next? 
I have an article coming out tomorrow. It's called, Is the Open a Good Predictor for the Games? Oh, I like that. And then Tommy and Patrick and Clark and I are doing an article, uh, Who Can Win the Open? Which is pretty hard because there's a lot of people and you don't necessarily know, but we're going to give a... Give our best there. And then I have another article coming out next week that uh, prior to the open that's going to be teams, teams, T-E-A-M-S, to watch in 2022. And I've spent a long time and a lot of effort tracking down some of the teams from last year and then some new teams from this year. Um, that have all the teams notable. announced themselves? No, the, no, 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 no. Okay. But, uh, you know, it'll they at least... They kind of have to. You could do some detective work and know. If they're not training together now, they're not a team, right? <clears throat> yeah and it's uh yeah they should be training together already because the deadline for that has already passed by a month uh, will sent me a text today and he, um it said hey you should tell brian to put john young as a co-author so he can like separate uh spread the heat around a little bit i didn't think did you did it stress you out at all the comments today you were getting no i would i mean i was confident that there would be uh you know opinions to be had and uh, questions to be asked, but that's that's kind of why I put it out there because it get, it creates conversation and it gets people excited about it. And um, the more people that are interested, I think the better that it is. Okay. And um and before you release that list, um, did you pass it through the uh, DEI council? Did it did it get approval from the uh, the body? You see my mustache here, Savan. <laughs> I, I do what I want. <laughs> yes, you do do it. Oh, so let's talk about that really quick. When did you did you shave that right before you came on the show? I, a few hours ago. And and did you mean to shave off your beard? Because sometimes I'm just like trimming it, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, guess I'm shaving the whole beard off. Did you mean to shave the whole beard off? Yes. Uh, uh, did you think about it? Like today, was it annoying you? How do you come, or was it just like you got to shower, your shavers there, and you just do it? I mean, I've had a lot of different ha- haircuts and facial configurations over the years, and I just kind of, kind of just know when the time is right, type of thing. You know, you know, you do the same. Yeah, I just, but I don't give. It's usually like I'm just walking in front of the mirror. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm just shaving this off. And then, and then if I kept that mustache, that would have never been the plan. I would have been like shaving, and then it. Would oh, the, it, I didn't plan to leave the mustache. You didn't. It okay. just happened that way. You're like, oh fuck it. You I actually did it. I did it. I actually did it just for you. That's awesome. So it'll be gone tomorrow. No, I think I'll keep it for a couple of days, but I knew I didn't know we were doing this tonight and uh, I thought you'd appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. All right, ma'am. Uh, thank you. Uh, look forward to the articles. Um, look, Oh yes. Finally. Thank you. Caleb. I would have forgotten. I have a website coming out. The seven podcast website. <clears throat> That's a picture you came up with. I fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same way. I feel. The I mean, same there's, way. I'll say it's not a bad picture, but there's some really, really good pictures of you out there. It's a, it's a, I mean, what, what am I thinking right there? I look I like I just got caught stealing. I think a you're cookie. like, fuck, they're taking this picture. I have a wedgie I want to pick right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a really cool website. Uh, um, go down to, oh, yeah, of course, there has to be a merch page. Go down to the, the partners. I want to show you the people who made it. Yes, it's Kilo. Uh, wait, is that who made it? Yeah, no, who made it? Click on one of those. Darn it, I wish I knew who made it. They're <laughs> such great people. They were so awesome. Oh, those links don't work? All right, Caleb, fuck it. I fucked it up. Anyway, whoever made it, I, I got to give them. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, this might be them. Jim said it works. Shit, I can't remember. Those guys over there are so freaking cool, though. They're great to work with. I'm excited about the website. All right, Brian, thank you. Peace. Thank you. It was fun. And love.